Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. song on purpose it's by chris tomlin it's called our god uh it's a christian song obviously and it came to mind this weekend and i said you know what i'm actually going to use that in a in a segment because without trying to this whole hour is about the way media spins things now that's something we talk about all the time anyway so it's probably no coincidence that hey we have almost an hour of material about how the leftist media spins things media in general spins things because people in general spin things why do we spin things why does everybody come to a story and then find the motive to try to fit into our worldview well that's why is because we have a predetermined worldview and we try to fit everything that comes into our lives into that worldview to confirm that the way we believe the world exists is the right way and if anything contradicts that we have a tough time with it so we try to fit everything into it That means that really it's your core beliefs that dictate the way the messages are portrayed. Now, if that means you're a journalist or you're a photographer or you're a blogger or whatever, if you're sharing stories, especially news media because it's about power, uh, you're going to have a slant to that story even if you try not to. Uh, We're just open about that. That's one of the things I like about being in talk radio, 97.1. And excuse me, by the way, because I'm still getting over COVID. I still sound like it. I thought, you know, this is week three. Why do I still sound like I have a head cold? I feel fine. I don't know. Maybe this is what they call long COVID. And maybe I'll never sound normal again. Wouldn't that be terrible? It's the wrong industry for not ever sounding normal again. Oh, well, it's a man-made disease. It's going to do weird things. Anyway, point being that we all have this agenda that we bring to the table, even if we try to keep it out of our stories. We're just open about that at 97.1. We're an opinion station we we have opinions that lean right uh that is our market that is our demographic is people who are like-minded but everybody can listen you don't have to agree with us to listen you just know what you're going to get generally when you come to 97.1 that we lean right of center sometimes very right of center 
<laughs> that might be me. Um, but I wanted to explain all of that just because this story that came to mind, I'm like, wow, that's that's such a weird, I haven't thought about this thing in years. So if you know anything about me, you know that I've lived in St. Louis, or at least the market area my whole life, actually the Illinois side for almost my whole life. I moved to deep Southern Illinois for college. Then I came right back to Metro East Illinois, like a dumb idiot. And I'm still there right now. <clears throat> and looking over the river at you in Missouri and going, hey, you guys are really figuring things out. Uh, the economic engine is going to keep driving in Missouri. It's <laughs> I live in a part of Illinois that thankfully the economic driver is not Illinois. <laughs> if you're in Chicago, man, I don't want to be in Chicago right now. Chicago is huge. It'll take a while for it to really start to fall. But <clears throat> I like where I live other than the fact that it is in the state of Illinois. So that all aside, I've been in St. Louis for a long, long time, this market area. And I got my start working in TV at a station called UPN 46. Now, UPN was a network that didn't, well, it was predominantly black entertainment. Um, and I worked there for about a year before it got, not bought, but uh, the network got merged with WB and they became the CW. So if you know what the CW is, <clears throat> that station is a combination of WB and UPN, and it made the CW. And now nobody cares what networks are anyway because nobody watches TV. But that's where I got my start in media. Well, before that, I actually worked in newspapers in college in Southern Illinois. And then TV, then radio at Joy FM. Then I worked in my own television production company for about four or five years, and we did fairly well. And when you hear old Roy on the show... That's actually how we met. We were professional colleagues. We started that business together, and we had some success, but not quite enough for us to ever break through the ceiling. And so we still work on stuff, but uh, much more in the background because this is what I do, and he runs a restaurant now. Then I came here, 97.1, in 2018. So here's that's a short background of my career. Uh, I've never really left St. Louis, done all this from here. So I've worked in all this variety of media, TV, technically kind of movies when we were doing our own productions, uh, local TV, radio, newspapers. I think I've pretty much done everything but worked at a magazine company. <laughs> and I'm not sure those really exist anymore. They're all just online entities now. So when I was working in Christian radio, there's, and this has only happened a couple times in my entire life where I've seen firsthand media bias from the inception of the story right through how it was presented to the public who didn't know how, what had actually happened. And you've seen one of these. I'm going to talk about two of them. But one of them is particular to me working at Joy FM. Uh, when I was doing that, we had a Christian concert. And this is media bias in action. It, it was really amazing to watch. Um, they had bought a new signal. You know, if you've been around for a while, you know what I'm talking about. And we were doing a concert with Chris Tomlin. That's why I played that song. Well, the 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 news article was how we were basically like the bullies and we were artless pieces of crap taking away art from St. Louis. And uh, the story that was written about us was going to be the night we kind of launched the this big concert in, I, I think it was in coordination with the announcement that we were moving to this bigger signal and all this stuff. Okay. So that's what was actually happening. And this was a private purchase between two actually Christian entities that were selling, one was selling to the other. And uh, reporting on it would have been very easily to be factual. And 
And in some sense, we we had some factual reporting, but the Post-Dispatch did one article I remember in particular that was very slanderous. They didn't say anything that was illegal because you could you can go into libel territory where you can actually sue somebody for saying something that's false. So they didn't say anything that was false, but they used words that were all very negative, like we were this power-hungry you know, bully that was destroying art and all this and whatever, right? Um, the way that it was presented was not just in the slant of the words, but here's what I always stuck out to me, is that there was a photographer there at the, I think it was Savas Center, it might have been Enterprise at the time, I don't know, whatever it was called, um, at this big Chris Tomlin event. I mean, that's a pretty big concert. And it was probably sold out, if not close to sold out, and the photographer was there, and I saw this guy taking pictures, and I thought, I think that's the Post-Dispatch guy. And he took a couple of pictures of Chris Tomlin on the stage, and he was walking around all night, taking pictures all night. I mean, that's what he was there to do. He's a reporter. So he takes a bunch of pictures. Guess what shows up in the newspaper the next morning? And we're all waiting with bated breath to see this article because we're like, this is how the majority of people are going to find out about this at all. So we don't know how it's going to be presented. The picture is of one lyric on that song. And Chris Tomlin has tons of songs. If you if you listen to Christian music at all or you grew up in church, <clears throat> you'd know Chris Tomlin's songs. They're just va- very famous. So he has tons and tons of songs. They chose this one because it's him standing there on stage with his eyes closed, and he looks a little bit like he's grimacing, like he's kind of mean but not super mean. I know it's probably the meanest they could find. And the lyrics up on the on the prompter behind him are our God is greater our God is stronger implying that we were again these bullies that were just here to smash St. Louis culture that is one line in one song and technically they didn't say how you should feel about that but if you're approaching this story and you've never heard it well then you're going to look at that and go Oh, their God is greater. Their God is stronger. They're basically like sitting there boasting about their strength. Well, no, the whole song is about how God is greater than your problems and so forth. You know, that kind of stuff, that kind of message is common in Christian music. But they chose it with this headline that was very inflammatory about how uh, that they were going to kill the arts in St. Louis because it was classical music. And that was the fir- well, not the first time, but it was the first time I had seen it from inception all the way through to publication, where you have multiple people working for the same goal to basically smear you. They're not reporting. They're, they're trying to make the public feel a certain way. And in this case, it was anti-Christian or at least anti-Christian radio. The other one is one that you've seen before. And I don't know whether you saw it from the actual like point of inception or you were just there for the ride. It was Ferguson. And I'm not talking about hands up, don't shoot, and all that stuff. That all is a a different story, but is very true, that it was all made up. Um, I'm talking about the moment that it became a story, which was that stuff. I mean, that's what made it a story. Watching Ferguson, and I had friends who actually lived there at the time, watching people go to certain spots, like I think that QT was a main one and a couple others, and they would stand there and scream things or light things, like light, light a Molotov cocktail and get ready to throw it or whatever. But they were doing it. And if you were able to... Now, we watched this on camera, but you could go there because it was here. And a lot of my buddies did. And, and 
I think I was in the media enough that I had people that were going out there and reporting back. I don't know that I actually went, but they were taking footage on their phones at the time of what it looked like when the news was doing the reporting. And it was so gross to me because you'd have somebody stand in the middle of basically a giant circle or or a half circle of cameras from all over the world would focus on this one person and this one person would then perform. They would perform the function that the news was there to cover. They were glad to do that because they were giving the news footage. The news was glad to cover that because they didn't force the person to do it. But they obviously had pointed their cameras at this spot and said, if you stand in this spot, we will be covering this thing. So people would. They'd go and stand in that spot and they'd go and do things. That's why these certain spots always end up being the worst because they get torched the most and they get the coverage. But if you stepped back with your camera or your phone camera and took a picture, which I wish I would have saved because I saw them at the time, you could see that there was just this huge circle of cameras and they were all just there basically saying, come perform for us. Please come perform for us. We'll broadcast it all over the world and we will tell your story. Do what we want and we will share your agenda. I mean, you got to watch that one play out somewhat in real time, how they bust people in from all over the place. It it was those kind of things that I think I already knew there was an agenda, but watching it happen for me firsthand where you saw the personal agenda, sometimes of one person, sometimes of multiple people, sometimes of an entire organization, news organization, or multiple news organizations in the case of Ferguson, it was surreal to think that not only was this happening with this story, but this happens all the time with almost all all stories it was a wake-up call for me well this is the two-year anniversary of the show if i haven't said that yet this hour it is and we're going to have some of our favorites in here old roy and trisha will be here this hour and we will be right back get more at 971talk.com hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.